0: Hello, and welcome back for Creators Chat 13.
1: I, oh, I, I have no idea. I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs>
0: I think didn't it, do my I, think I want to say 13. <laughs> uh, after a two and a half year hiatus, we're consistent. consistent. yeah. Like, that is the one thing you can always say about us, is consistency. Um, yeah, we're pretty bad. Why are we giving advice to people?
1: I don't know. Why are you here, guys? <laughs> no,
0: one sh- no one should listen to us. Anyway. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so we're going to talk about um, some fun stuff today. We're going to talk about how you shouldn't just be an artist. Because mm-hmm. we're artists and we like being artists and we want to tell everyone to be artists. But there's kind of a problem with just being an artist. And that's kind of something we want to get into. And this is actually your idea. So I'm going to let you like kind of get us started here. Thanks. And set the mood.
1: Yeah. So... This kind of stems from the fact that the pool of incredible artists is growing exponentially. And I think that's probably just because information is more readily available than it ever has been before. Mm -hmm. Like we can just go on the internet and more and more artists, like phenomenally talented artists, are putting their tutorials out on the internet. I mean, you're probably partly to blame for this with your whole don't go to art school thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Look how art (laughs) turned out. Suddenly, everyone's really good at art.
0: Now no one goes to art school and everyone's great.
1: (laughs) Suddenly, there's a ton of resources out there, more than I've ever been. And the access to tools is just growing. There's more and more, like, technology and programs. And it's just the bar for creating good art is just always on the move. Every time we make a step forward, we just look around and so is everyone else and more so And it's got to the point now where once upon a time it used to be kind of impressive when someone was really good at art. It was considered this like, you know, rare gift. Mm -hmm. Um, Now there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of professional level artists in the world. It's obscene. And suddenly it's got to the point where simply being good at art just isn't enough to make us stand out. And it's got a lot of us freaking out because you know, for instance, when I first wanted to be an artist, I think it was probably about 10 years ago now that I first considered becoming a professional artist, all you needed was to be good at art. Mm. And and then somewhere along the way, while I was on that journey, actually like while I'm trying to get to the point where I'm good enough, I found out that being good enough wasn't enough, that everyone everyone's right. really good and yeah. it's scary. So we wanted to talk a little bit about like, why that's a problem, um, like what we can do instead. And I swear it's good news. Like I'm making it sound really bleak. Yeah. But uh
0: <laughs> but it's all happy. Yeah, Yay. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, this is something that has changed radically because I I started being a professional like 12 years ago, or something mm-hmm. like that. And it is just a different world. Like when I was in art school, like learning to be an artist and stuff, uh, I think there was five video tutorials like and that's it that no. that was the extent of like video tutorials on digital painting and that's that's all you had hmm. um there was just yeah any like techniques or anything were like obscure knowledge that maybe you could figure out um if you like translated these like you know german language articles or something like that because <laughs> like you know they're they're all these obscure sources on the internet and it was just like had, A strange world back then and there was just wasn't that much out there and then you look at today and it's just ridiculous Mm -hmm. you get to have incredible instruction um, Just for free like you can watch YouTube all day and watch tons of really good stuff um, You know for free which is just blows my mind before you had to like pay money and wait for a DVD to show up in the mail (laughs)
1: <laughs> i never watched that DVD.
0: Those were the days when you got a DVD. I think I think I still have some of those Aww, sitting around somewhere. Cute. I know, really old school here. dating you. Yeah, I feel old now. <laughs> it's just when Noah like stares into space and just realizes how old he is. They're like, oh, well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and, and the same goes for just the general quality of art that you would see. Like the stuff that I used to get my first jobs Probably wouldn't get me much these days. Like it might get me something. Like they weren't terrible, but they're not great. Like they're not gonna turn any heads. Uh, but they were more than enough to get me like great work when I was starting out. Um, just because the bar has risen so high that it's it's gotten a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, techniques have gotten better, education has gotten better. Um, And there's just so many more people trying to do this. People realize that you don't have to go to art school. You can actually just sit in your basement and paint for a few years and get really good at this. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't require any exceptional skills. It doesn't require that much expensive gear anymore. You've got stuff like Blender that's 100% free, Unreal that's 100% free. You know, you've got all these things that suddenly, you know, you can paint super cheap and come up with this good stuff. Um, so it's it's really changed the whole mm-hmm. field uh, in the you know 10 years since I started. Um, it, it's pretty wild to see.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit daunting for those of us who are kind of just getting into it. It's just like, where do you even begin? And I think that before we go too far on how to counteract all this stuff and how to get ahead, I actually want to address this whole idea of getting ahead. Um, it's something that I personally really struggled with is you know when you're on the internet looking at artists you admire you're seeing kind of the people that are like the cream of the crop like rising to the top two million followers and you're just like like that is what you're comparing yourself to and saying you know I want to be like that person they have a successful career um I remember when I thought that having 1,000 followers would just be this like absolute dream come true Mm. and I'd never be discontented ever again and here I am at I'm at 22,000, I think. And it's like, I don't feel like that's enough and that's absurd. Right. Um, and I think it's worth, so when we're talking about, you know, how the market's shifting, how it's getting saturated with artists, the, the bar for being special and standing out is always going to be that top percentage of people. So even when we have access to all of these tools and all this great learning stuff, So does everyone else, and that bar moves with us. And it's always usually that top percentage of people that we kind of glamorize and want to be like and compare ourselves to. The thing is, you can't have everyone be the top percent. Um, And I don't think it's right for us to assume that we have to be in the top percentages in order to live happy, fulfilled lives and have good, rewarding careers. There is so much space there. Like, it shouldn't be reserved for 1% of people. Um, so, did you want to add a tool to that before I talk?
0: No, that point? sounds good. Okay, let's, cool. Let's um,
1: well, I was just going to say that, you know, there are so many opportunities out there. Like. I don't have a fraction of the followers of the most famous, not even like, it's depressing how tiny I am compared to some artists. And yet I get to help thousands of people with my work. Mm -hmm. I get to like, I love what I do. My lifestyle is paid for. I don't have to stress out. And like, that's amazing. I'm like, what more do I need? Um, And I wish more people would realize that you don't have to be at the top, 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 top in order to have that. And that there is space we can like, Mm. We can expand into that. We don't need to be exceptional in yeah. order to. We don't need to stand out right. in order to be comfortable and be happy. Yeah. So that's kind of the first thing I wanted to start with before yeah. we tell you how to be exceptional <laughs> and stand yeah, yeah. out and crush the competition. <laughs> I just wanted to say there doesn't need to be competition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you want to get started then on maybe, like, how how do we... Stand out when everyone just doing really good.
0: Who knows? I'm here for you to tell me.
1: Mm. <laughs> you're, you're gonna tell <laughs> me how to stand <laughs> out.
0: Stop the camera. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> go, no, we're, we're just gonna go cry in the corner now. <laughs> um, so I think the, at least my biggest one that really makes a difference is learning to combine different skills together. Um, you know, it's relatively easy. Say that uh, to get in the top like ten percent of any skill. Like if you work hard, you practice, you're relatively competent at the thing. You can get probably in the top percent of ten percent of most things. Mm-hmm. Like if you dedicate yourself to golf and all you do is golf every week, you can probably you know get take enough lessons, watch enough videos, and probably get in the top ten percent if you work really hard. Can you get in the top one percent? <sighs> Probably not. Um, top 1% is a whole different world. And the problem is, is that when you're looking at art online, you're often seeing that top 1%. You're seeing the guys working on Star Wars. You're seeing the people with 2 million followers. You're seeing these 18-year-olds that are have the 2 million followers. You know, You're seeing this top 1% of these exceptional success cases where you know, they started practicing and watching these good videos at 12 years old and they've done nothing but practice. Uh, and they're, they're incredible. And so we see these top 1% cases and we realize we're not the top 1%. And, and that's a bummer. And there's not much you can really do about that. Like you can't go back in time, you can't change those things, you can't just magically make yourself exceptionally better than everyone else. Uh, there's just, that's not how life works. But the thing is, is you can combine multiple skills and interests, and so if you take two different categories of things that you can get in the top 10% of and you smash them together into a cool niche, then suddenly you are kind of the top 1% because you're that, that person, that, that exceptional person that does that one thing better than other people. Um, And that's something that we've had a lot of experience with. Um, For instance, one of the ones that I have is photography. Um, I'm not a photographer. I'm okay with a camera. I I know kind of how they work, and they're kind of fun, and i shot with cameras for, for a long time now. You know, I took all of two classes in college on photography. It was a lot of fun. But I was never, like, gonna be a photographer professionally. It's just, it wasn't my calling. But I'm also an artist. I'm also a painter. And I recognize the needs and desires of artists and what they want out of photographs for reference. And so I was able to smash those two things together, and suddenly I'm a fairly exceptional reference photographer. Right. You know, Because there's not that many people. There's a lot of phenomenal photographers. There's a lot of great um, artists, a lot of great painters. But there's very few that are that crossover point that have the interest and desire to be really good at two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can you can multiply that and, you know, have three, four, five different things. You can have interests that you're interested in. And this is one that you obviously have a lot of experience with. Um,
1: right, and it's actually something that I've applied um, as a growing artist. I'm um, pretty gonna, you don't tell me off for saying this, but I still don't think that if all I was doing was making art, I would have an audience the size I have. I'm like, my art isn't good enough to justify the size of is. my audience, thank
0: you. But you're wrong. <laughs>
1: Um, thank you. Our next video Seriously. should be on
0: how you're wrong.
1: How <laughs> Rachel is wrong. Um, but
0: let's work on Rachel's <laughs> self-esteem.
1: I had. <laughs> it's gonna be a long video, honey. <laughs> um, it took like I had a a large following for my art long before I fully deserved it, and like whatever, um, there are a lot of people who are much better at art than I am who have smaller audiences and that has been true it's getting you know you know I've had a pretty chill couple of years in terms of growing audiences and it's starting to feel more balanced but especially two or three years ago like I was just like an emerging student basically and I had a big following and it wasn't because my art alone warranted it it was because of everything else I was doing as well. I wasn't just sharing paintings, I was also talking to other people who were learning how to do art and sharing my experience, what I'm learning, what things have been difficult and how I've mm. overcome them. And I was becoming a creative coach and because I was fascinated by, by everything else that goes into our journeys besides the studying art. And so these things like, and then doing reference photos with you mm. and stuff and slowly I was just picking up bits And rather than just, I mean, everyone wants you to specialize. Everyone's like, Mm. have a brand, like hyper focus on your niche and all Mm. this stuff. Um, But then you end up running into this other issue where all you're doing is presenting one flat version of yourself to the world. But I was able to get both an audience and make a living before other people at the same skill level because I was sharing the other stuff too. Mm-hmm. And that is the way that you can stand out and not just be like another artist. Mm-hmm.
0: Um so yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um so yeah, uh some of the other skills that I've used and developed is obviously like making websites. That was super mm-hmm. handy. Um writing, teaching, that kind of stuff. Again, that sets me apart. I'm not going to be the greatest writer of the 21st century or whatever, Um, but I'm a pretty good writer and pretty good artist, and suddenly that, that sets me apart. Same goes for my general just teaching ability. There's a lot of great artists that are not particularly great teachers, but I'm probably above average at teaching and a little bit above average at art, and so because of that, people tend to look at my instructional stuff because, you know, I'm maybe better able to explain some of that stuff. Um, So getting to develop these other skills, these other interests is is really important. And that can be as simple as like what you're interested in in art. Um, Because, you know, that was another thing that did actually help me both specialize and combine two interests was when I started out, I was a landscape painter. Mm -hmm. That's what people knew me as. And obviously that is, you know, focusing in on a niche, but it's also taking something else that I love which is nature and hiking and traveling and all that kind of stuff and bringing that in and combining that with my art which is not something that everybody has or you know is interested in doing and so I had a little bit more interest in bringing those environments together Mm -hmm. Um, so it wasn't just that oh all I do is paint environments it was I love this stuff and I really want to you know deep dive into it Um, so I think if you have any of those interests whatever they happen to be I think cultivate them nurture them um, yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, this is a really nice thing is that, you know, where it's, if you look at it as just, I need to be really, 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 really good at art, suddenly you're committing yourself to like an unnatural amount of work. Like trying to get ahead of other people yeah. is unhealthy at this point. You'd have mm-hmm. to work obscenely hard. Yeah. Uh, this, however, allows you to draw on things that are uniquely you. That's just really nice. I like the idea that the very thing that could set you apart is exactly what you already have. It's rather than taking on ambitious study programmes and like cutting things out of your life, it's looking at the things that you love that you've been neglecting and saying, well, actually, maybe this could be used somewhere. Maybe someone mm. will find this interesting. And it's just a much nicer, more hopeful way of looking at things. I think that there's a misconception that. Um, you have to be either outstanding and better than everyone else or you have to be original. Mm. And this is another one that I've written an article about is that not only is original kind of overrated, it's also pretty wrong in what we think constitutes originality. Mm. And I think that what you'll actually find when like when someone does something original, it's not created in a vacuum, it's drawn mm. upon influences you can't you can't be not influenced in we don't like things that aren't influenced. That they're just like things that are made in a vacuum. That are mm-hmm. entirely random and new and original. Sure. Freak us out because there's no context for yeah. it. It's not familiar, and we're like, well, this is weird. Yeah. Uh, it origin. Sorry, familiarity is a huge part, of, huge part of originality. Mm-hmm. And the best way to bring originality into your work is not to completely reinvent the wheel. It's to incorporate things that other people aren't incorporating. It's is saying like, oh well, this is really interesting, and I've mm. I've have like enjoyed this my whole life, and I don't really see other people doing that in art. Say, mm. uh, I want to try and bring some of that into my work. Yeah. Um, that's what originality is, right. and like like for instance, um, like Lowish is an amazing artist mm. and absolutely iconic, and her style has bred a whole generation of like style. It's like sure. this is like Lowish's style. It's her own thing. Yeah. Um, but she has influences, right. Like she, probably the reason why her art is like so popular in the illustration community is because she studied animation. Right. She doesn't do, I don't know if she does animation these days, mm. but she didn't train as an illustrator like the rest of us did, right. she trained as an animator. Right. And then she approached art where the rest of us were sort of applying what we'd learned kind of in the same industry. She comes in at the side with like these animation skills that no one else was using. And it set her apart, and it gave her a style that became iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't invent animation; yeah. she just brought in other things that people weren't using that already existed elsewhere. Just yeah. she just used her skills and her interest to do something differently, yeah. and that's so much more accessible than trying to come up with entirely new ways of oh, doing yeah. things. It's much more hopeful.
0: Yeah, yeah. People don't create stuff in vacuums; like that's mm-hmm. just not how. Any new work is created. Um, you look back in art history, and it's not like any of these new people that made these groundbreaking breaking leaps in art were suddenly just like inventing art completely anew. They were, you know, building off of what already existed and pushing it a step further. Um, often influenced by, you know, what's happening in the world, what new technologies are being invented. Mm-hmm. I mean, like um, in, in Impressionism, like when they actually got outside and painted—that was a big thing. And part of the reason that they got out and painted like that is they invented the paint tube. Hey. Uh, and suddenly you could take a tube of paint and go outside and paint. Uh, and then suddenly you get all this, you know, different groundbreaking leap in mm-hmm. landscape painting because people are going outside and bringing their paints with them. And you get this whole new school of art starting, so... Nice. Um, a lot of different stuff can influence you know, where art is heading, and where things are growing. And I think that's a large part of why things have changed so much in the last 10 years is a lot of new technologies are just showing up and changing things. And the, that baseline of where art is at is just super high and just growing really fast. Uh, I'm, I'm constantly blown away by just... How incredible these things are Uh, just because it changed so much since you know I got started about 20 years ago like it's just it's a different world Um, it it's absolutely crazy Um, and we're actually going to talk about one of those soon we're gonna talk about AI art yeah controversial Um, so yeah that'll be fun Um, but yeah just again another one of those things that gets added to this pile of what's this gonna do to art Mm -hmm. and artists and yeah and see where that's going moving yeah. forward. Um, so, what's our next our next thing for? Oh, do you want to do personality? Personality's good.
1: Yes, actually. To be fair, that's kind of leaping around. I was just I was ready yeah. to end it. I was like, and that is the end. He's <laughs> um, <it's> like, wait, <laughs> but personality but wait, more. that should have been mentioned in the beginning. Um, that's kind of what I was saying about the uh, me sharing my journey and stuff. Mm. And people connect with story. At the end of the day, like we like cool images. But when there's an absolute abundance of cool images, we start looking mm-hmm. for story. And personality and sharing our personality online is a big part of that story. It's, you know, if you've got, so it's becoming more commonplace to be outstanding art. And you've got two artists who are cranking out outstanding work. Uh, you have one that is, you know, just posting the outstanding work. And then you have the other who's talking about the role that art has played in their life, uh, how they felt growing up, with art, how they were alienated as a teenager, how they rediscovered themselves as an adult, talking about why they've made the pieces and how it's gonna like hopefully reach you too. Who do you think you're gonna go back and find later? Story is, I think, a greatly overlooked part of art. It Mm. is like everything about, not just like the story in the picture itself, but the story of how it was made and the story of who made it. It's like the whole reason, like fine art, like it's all about the story. Mm. And I think a lot of us are missing an opportunity to tap into something really powerful there because we all have our story. And sharing that with people in a way that feels like safe and honest can really open up like a huge, like audience, um, just huge opportunities for connection with people. Um, so yeah, that yeah. was what was well, I was gonna talk about cool. personality. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, I think it's another really important one. Yeah. A lot of people neglect. They're like, they want to be an artist and they want to be known for their art and that's fair, mm-hmm. but that's yeah. really not enough these days. I can hop on art station and scroll for hours and see constantly new artists that, yeah. yeah. And, and it's just, it blows my mind that there's just so many artists these days. It's, it's utterly incredible mm-hmm. and it's pretty easy to get lost in that sea of artists yeah but if you are a person that can stand out in some way mm-hmm. uh, I think that's kind of what we're we're aiming yeah. to do
1: and like I was saying earlier you don't need every single person to no. know who you are in order to do this well no. you just need enough people to kind yeah. of support what you're doing support your vision and like yeah. connect with you and that doesn't actually need to be Very many people, depending on what it is that you're doing with your work, and story is what people connect to. Like cool images are cool, and the internet's full of them now. And it's it's that story and human connection that people really like latch onto, and it creates that loyalty that people are kind of looking for, like that devoted fan base. They don't happen because you make cool images. They happen because they are connecting with the story somehow, in whatever way that is. And uh, I think it's such an easy thing, like. I think there's a misconception that, you know, you want to be professional online, this is your work, and that's really important. And I think that it's a bit of a throwback to an attitude that you can't be a person at work, that Mm. you are a corporate machine. And I definitely see that bleeding into like some people who are putting their art online, they're kind of frightened of expressing any part of their personality. Mm. Um, I think there is a very happy in between where you can present your personality professionally.
0: Mm.
1: And there is that opportunity for people to connect. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is that everything on our list? I think that's, yeah, that's everything on our list. There's something
1: else to add there.
0: All right, we've solved every problem. That's it. Done.
1: Go make stuff. Yeah. Go be happy. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: <laughs> Go have an amazing career yeah. after watching this you one can video. Do it.
1: I believe in you.
0: But you really can do it. Like, that's, that's the thing, is yeah. that I think there is, in conjunction with there being an incredible number of artists, there's also an incredible need and desire for art. And I think if you can be exceptional in some way, you can make something a little bit different, you can... You know, target your super specific niche. Uh, that suddenly, I think you'll you can find room to be an artist and be successful at it too.
1: Yeah. So. Alrighty. Is that everything? I think so. Alright. So until next time.
0: Bye.